Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. Now let's see the response. This is what happens next. Let me see if I can find it here. I skipped a bunch. Verse 19, I believe is where it is. No, it's not. It's, uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 27. Pardon me for that delay. And it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. What happens next? Verse 28. And the word of the Lord came on Elijah the Tishbite saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? And because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring this evil in his days. This wicked, 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 wicked king. He purposed to do nothing but wickedness. But when God saw humility, when God saw in that wicked, 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 wicked king, not even, re- not even repentance, but when he saw humility and he saw that Ahab is laying in the dust with sackcloth on and he saw what? Death. Ahab saw he was a dead man and there he was in sackcloth. He said, I am done. I have nothing. I'm going to die. They're going to get me. And he walked, walked softly. He was no more Ahab. He was no more, you do what I say. He was. And God saw it. And God said, have mercy on him. God's mercy upon the wickedest of the day because he humbled himself. Is that what attracted God? Yes, perhaps, but he saw death. Ahab admitted that he was a dead man. He admitted he was a dead dog. He was a dead duck sitting to fall over any moment. And in that, he walked accordingly. And God said, "Uh, let him live. We're going to let him live. In his wickedness. Some of you have been wanting God's blessing. Some of you have been seeking for his blessing to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, to be baptized with the fire and power of God. You've been seeking, you've been crying out. Just humble yourself. See yourself as the one that has the death sentence on your life. And what happens next? The glory of God will come and visit you. His power will overcome you. Don't come in the presence of God and say, I'm going to try harder. Now I can do better. I'm going to show them. No. The wicked man Ahab did something in the heart of God that God had to declare his mercy on him. Why? Because he saw Ahab was nothing. And with nothing, God can do something. And he longs to see that nothing in you. Isn't that glorious hope? Isn't that marvelous truth? Isn't that something that can take us into the gutters of people's lives and offer them hope? So that God is looking exactly for you. You have a habit you can't kick. Once you quit trying, once you lay down, and once you say that I'm a dead duck, I'm a dead man, I can't come out of this, then God will stand up. He's the creator. He's looking to create. 
There's some things that God wants to create in your life and in my life that he has not done so yet because we've not died to it yet. When he sees that death of that, of that, of that, he will bring resurrection power. If he can do it to Ahab, certainly he can do it to you because there is not one person in this building that is even closely or remotely as wicked as Ahab was. And God let him live. God loves impossibilities. He loves nothing because he makes something out of nothing. He is the creator Do you see why today the reasonings that we have, the reasoning powers that come in from the world to try to train your minds to think different, to make you feel different about yourself, to make you feel having a greater self-esteem. That's just world. The Bible says if you want to go up, you've got to go down. And that's how it works. I don't believe in self-esteem. There's nothing about this man that should be self-esteem. There's nothing. But the one that lives in me will take me down. And when he takes me down, he brings me up higher than I was before. That's the Bible. That's what the Bible says. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God exemplified in the people, in his church, in his pride, wherever they are. This is what God is looking for. He's looking for nothing, my friend. He's looking for nothing. How can, be, how can something be so foolish? As say, when you're walking around looking for something and somebody asks, what are you looking for? He said, nothing. Our creator is looking for nothing. So he, so he can make something. The problem is we don't become nothing. We try it on our own. We try better. We try harder. We stay tougher. We say, we don't do this again. We'll put ourselves on this cross and we'll die on this thing and I will prove that I will die. You prove that you can. When that resignment that Ahab had, can we take an example of the wickedest, wickedest king of that moment and take an example of what he came to recognize and that is that he was a dead duck. There was no chance. There was no chance in life for him. He was appointed to die and it was right next to him. His wife just fell out of the window and she was dead and he knew that he was that way. Look at Jacob as I've been preaching the same story. Look back over his shoulder and there he was in the bottom of Jabok and they're laying next to the brook and he was he he, he was looking he said God I, I can't go like I used to I am done I cannot go on and here comes Esau he's wanting to kill me he's going to rob me of everything I have because he's declared it on me many many years ago what am I going to do and there he laid and finally just I'm done if they kill me they'll kill me God saw that immediately and started changing the heart of Esau And when he changed the heart of Esau, and the two stood up, Jacob stood up and said, well, there he comes. I hear the racket in the distance. I hear see the sound of the horses. I hear the sound of the horses and the dust clouds coming. There they're coming with the soldiers, 400 people strong, and they're going to kill me. He had no option but say, I'm a dead duck. I have nothing. And God said, that's what I've been waiting to hear all your life. But you've been trying and trying and trying and trying to manipulate God's hand, to receive the blessing, to do things so that God smiles on your life. 
And at that moment of resignation, when he laid down, God said, I'm going to touch your thigh. And then there he goes limping. Can you see Ahab? Or not Ahab, but Jacob limping. And here comes the enemy. And they're coming strong and they're coming mighty. And there goes Esau had a stick, or uh, Jacob had a stick. And all at once the heart of Esau was changed. And they came and lit into each other and kissed each other. And tears started running over each other. And Jacob says, I have things for you. I've got cattle. I've got sheep. I've got gold. I've got silver. I've got all these things I want to give to you. Esau said, I came to get him. I came to rob you and to kill you, but I don't need it. No, I don't want it. You just keep it. I've got plenty. Look how God can change a heart so quick when we become a dead duck. Sorry to use that term, but we all understand that. God is the creator. And the very idea that the world is arguing that there is no creator, that God is not the creator, is the very argument that we find amongst the world that says there is no hope for you, hopeless person. That's why they don't want people to know that there is a creator. He is a creator. He's always created. He always will create. He just needs nothing to make something. And once we become nothing, he can make something. Remember when I was asked to be on that board of all those men of high caliber. And I, I said, God, when I've heard, uh, heard that some of them are, are huge, huge businessmen. And I knew some of them were, were very high caliber from Atlanta, Georgia and in other areas around there. I just, I fell on my face and I said, God, there's no way I can do it. I've got nothing. I am nothing. And caught myself in the middle of it. That's what I'm looking for. Because you're nothing. I can make something out of you. The very fact that I was asked to be on a board like that. To be part of that board. And to be on there. My surrender at that, on that floor that day. When I went down and I got the call. And I went and I fell on my face. I said, God, there's just no way in the world I can. I'm so dumb. My, my lips are dumb. My thoughts are dumb. I have nothing. It's where God said, that's why I've asked you. And nothing all at once got a brand new meaning. I'm nothing. And every day we are nothing so that we can be something for him. That's why we say, the word says, death work is in us. Let me see, where do I go from here? The woman coming to Jesus saying, my father's worshiped in this mountain, which is probably Mount, could have been Mount, uh, could, have, could have been the Mount of Olives. In this mountain, but you say we worship in Jerusalem, which is on the other side of the hill. You say that's where we worship. That's what I've been hearing. But tell me, where do we worship? And Jesus said, I'm waiting for the moment because God is looking for worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth. True worship is what Ahab did. Fell on his face and said, I'm done. True worship is the man. And I'm just probably, I don't know if I should skip notes or not because I have some very good things that I think I need to. Let me just see a little bit. I think maybe I should just let him alone and start speaking. I, I can't. I, I'll forget some things. I'm 57. 
And I don't remember things like I did at one point. But, um, yeah, I just, God is changing my life. I'll be honest with you. This week was one of the better weeks I've had in several years. I said, somebody is praying. I've had a release from the issues that I have in my head. I have had a release of that. Not only that, on the radio, I am looking forward in preaching every time now. Something changed. I, I can't tell you exactly what happened, but something t changed. I know one thing is I was phasing death in it and death and death and death. And there was a resurrection. God showed us some things and, and there was a resurrection. And last, this is my, this is my 11th message for this week. I'm just, and, and I, I just, I, I even thought about just going for another week and preaching another five messages even yesterday, but I felt about can't take it. Something has happened. Something has happened. Your prayers have been answered. My prayers have been answered. God somehow released me of something here. And I bless him for it. It was his word spoken to me prophetically. God is doing a marvelous thing. I wasn't planning on injecting that, but I think it's important that you do know. Jesus was just done teaching on wineskins. And maybe you need to hear this. He was just done teaching on wineskins. And he was saying that, you know, people, if you're going to stay with the old wineskins, which could be the skin that formed around you when I did salvation in you, and you just hang on to that and don't go any further. I cannot pour new wine into you. I'd like to pour new wine into you, but I will not pour it into old wineskins. He's demanding some change. He's demanding that the old wineskins die and get peeled away and put new wineskins in. And then he says like this. Now, when somebody puts on new wineskins and the new wine gets poured into, they'll say that, ah, we don't like the new wine. The old tastes better. It fits us better. It's more what I've been used to. Jesus said, if you'll hang on to the old wineskins and not the new ones, I will not give you new wine. God will not lead you into a deeper work of faith. Into a Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.